0: All right, hey, good evening, Grace Point. Good to see anybody else that's watching out there. Thursday night, Book of Matthew, we're going to pick up where we left off in Matthew chapter 11. Father, thank you for the word. It's powerful. It's sharp. Lord, help me to be clear in this. There's so much involved in this teaching, and I want to be clear and methodical so we can have understanding. Open the eyes of our heart, Lord. Open the eyes of our understanding. Grant us wisdom and revelation, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, so last week we were talking about John the Baptist. He had some questions about Jesus, some doubts. Jesus pointed to the scriptures. He was the fulfillment of the scriptures. Then he went on to talk about John the Baptist's role and how he was the uh, messenger that was announcing the messenger of the covenant, and he quoted Malachi chapter 3. We left off talking about the kingdom of heaven, how it suffers violence, and how any Minor person, minor player, even the least of these in the kingdom was greater than John the Baptist, and yet John the Baptist was the greatest prophet of all time. That's powerful, if you think about it. And Jesus wasn't lying when he said it. He wasn't being nice. He was telling the truth. The least person in the kingdom would be greater than John the Baptist. have more authority, more access to power, more freedom. So let me pick up there. I'm going to Start with verse 11 here, and we'll go through this whole thought. It says, Verily I say unto you, among them that are born of women, there hath not risen a greater than John the Baptist, notwithstanding he or she that is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than John. It's powerful. Brian, you're greater than John the Baptist. You ever think about that? And from the days of John the Baptist until now... The kingdom of heaven suffereth violence, and the violent take it by force. For all the prophets and the law prophesied until John, and if you can receive it, this is Elijah, which was to come. He that has ears, let him hear. But what shall I like in this generation? It is like children sending in the markets and calling unto their fellows and saying, We have piped for you, and you have not danced. We have mourned for you, and you did not lament. For John came neither eating nor drinking, and they say that he has a demon. For the Son of Man came eating and drinking, and they say, Behold, a gluttonous man and a wine-bibber, a friend of sinners and publicans. But wisdom is justified by her children. Okay, so let's, let's go down and break this down a little bit, what Jesus is talking about here. Now, one of the big things... Jesus is quoting scriptures, and he's talking about the kingdom of God. And he says that the kingdom of God has suffered violence, and the violent take it by force. When did the kingdom of God come on hand? In a sense, the kingdom of God through the Jewish nation was always there. It was a physical kingdom. But Jesus is bringing a kingdom... That's not of this world. Kingdom, the Greek word is basilia. It means the reign of. Jesus is bringing the kingdom of heaven or the kingdom of God to earth. And I have a lot to say about that. and I think it'd be better to talk about some of those things later as we move on. So Jesus actually is living in the kingdom. He personifies the kingdom. There are scriptures, I, I think it's in the Gospel of Luke where He talks about how uh, Jesus came bringing the kingdom, and he was given the kingdom, and uh, he himself was the kingdom, okay? So, when you see Jesus on the earth, he is, he says, the kingdom of God or the kingdom of heaven is near. It's near in Jesus. John was announcing, hey, repent, turn away from your sins, Start looking for the kingdom, because the kingdom of heaven is right now. It's here. It's near. It's here. And he points to Jesus, and that is where the kingdom of heaven was. It was in Jesus, and the kingdom of heaven was in his message. So when he says, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence, and the violent take it by force, there was, in Jesus' preaching, he was literally bringing the kingdom age into the present time the bible talks about satan being the god of this age how we live in a fallen age and that uh, you know satan is lording death and lording sickness and lording poverty and lording sin over people men the bible says that men are prisoners to sin and here comes jesus in the kingdom of his father and he's announcing good news to the poor he's announcing freedom from sin He's announcing healing. He's announcing the power of God's kingdom. And the thing that we must realize, this kingdom was not anywhere else but in Jesus. The kingdom of heaven was suffering violence and the violence it by force. When people were pressing into Jesus, you, know, you see the stories of people that were pressing into the crowds, and they were trying to touch Jesus. They said, if I can just touch him, and you can imagine this, if I can just touch him, I'm touching the kingdom. If I can just touch him, I can get Isaiah chapter 35 to work for me. If I can just get near him, my daughter will be healed. If I can just He says, hey, rabbi, Messiah, son of David, have mercy on me. You know, I've got leprosy. Please, Messiah, king, king of the kingdom, bring your kingdom to me. Bring your healing to me. Bring your good news to me. So the only way that you are going to press into the kingdom and take it by force is to have an encounter with the kingdom through Jesus Christ. John the Baptist was announcing that. This is He. He's the one I was telling you about. I baptize you with water, but this is the one that's baptizing you with fire and the Holy Spirit. He's the King of the kingdom. And so people were, John was decreasing and Jesus was increasing and Jesus was preaching the kingdom. Demons were being cast out, the sick were being healed. And all of, since Jesus is the embodiment of the kingdom, all of the kingdom signs were being manifested in him. It's powerful. He made the statement... He said, before the great and notable day of the Lord, before kingdom judgment, and before the end of the age, Elijah, this is out of uh, Malachi chapter four, Elijah was going to come. Before the end of the age, before God's final judgment, Elijah was going to come. And he made the statement, if you can believe it, John the Baptist was Elijah to come, if you can accept it. Now, we know, and this is this transition I want to get to, we know that Jesus said John the Baptist is Elijah to come, but also later, I think it's in Matthew 17, he said Elijah is still to come. Now, isn't that Interesting. Elijah's going to come before the great and notable day of judgment of the Lord. And yet in John the Baptist, Elijah had already come. Now, obviously, John the Baptist wasn't literally Elijah, but he had the spirit of Elijah. That's the spirit of repentance. When the hearts of the fathers are turned to the children, the hearts of the children are turned to the fathers. And he says, people are repenting. God's going to come in judgment and people are repenting. That is the very spirit of Elijah. So, so John the Baptist was preaching repentance. People were repenting. Jesus was coming in his kingdom. There is going to be another time in the future when Elijah is going to come and preach the identical message of repentance. The fathers will repent. The sons and daughters will repent. They'll receive Jesus. And when that happens, Jesus will come again. But this time... He'll come in judgment. What the Jewish people believe, or what the disciples believe, the scribes and the Pharisees, all the Jews believed that the Messiah was going to come, and He was going to judge the world. The Jewish nation would rule over the whole world. The Messiah would sit on the temple. The Jews would conquer the world in one way or the other, and they would rule and reign through the Messiah. And he would bring his kingdom, and he would bring healing and justice and all these things that were preached in the Old Testament. The Messiah would bring it, and there would be, that would be the final day or the final judgment, and their Messiah would set, and they would reign with him as a nation forever. And that's what they were looking for. And all, although Jesus inaugurated that time, he did not complete it. It was almost like he started it. He started the reign of the kingdom of heaven on earth. He sent out his disciples to preach the kingdom, to spread the kingdom. And he said, I'm going away, but I am going to come back and I am going to finish what I started. In the meantime, you guys occupy until I come. Let's flip over there. I I, got to read that. That's in Luke. I hope I'm not going too fast for you. Jesus inaugurated the end times. That's why in the scriptures, Paul always talks about how we are living in the end times, the last days. Peter talks about us living in the last days. John talks about us living in the last days. Jesus inaugurated the last days. We've been in the last days since Jesus died, was buried, and rose from the dead. And in these last days, we're preaching the gospel, we're preaching the kingdom. Jesus will come back and consummate his word. He'll come back in judgment and he will sit on that throne and all of his followers will be rule and reign with him. We don't have time to get into the book of Revelation. Let me read this to you. I think it'll bring some light into it in uh, Luke chapter, uh, chapter 20. Verse uh, 9, then began he to speak to the people this parable. A certain man planted a vineyard and let it bring forth, uh, Let it. he led it forth to a husbandman, and he went into a far country for a long time. And at that season, he sent a servant to the husbandman that he should give him the fruit of his vineyard. But the husbandman beat him and sent him away. And again, he sent another servant. He beat him and entreated him him shamefully, and he sent him away. And again a third, and they wounded him and cast him out. Then the Lord of the vineyard said, What shall I do? I will send my beloved son. It may be that they will reverence him when they see him. But when the husbandmen saw him, they reasoned among themselves, saying, This is the heir. Come, let us kill him, that the inheritance may be ours. So they cast the son out of the vineyard and killed him. What therefore shall the Lord of the vineyard, do unto them. He shall come and destroy the husbandmen and give the vineyard to others. And he said, this is what was written. The stone the builders rejected has become the head of the corner. Whoever shall fall upon that stone shall be broken, but on whomever it shall fall, it will grind him to powder. So Jesus came to his own people Preaching the kingdom of God, they rejected him. They murdered him. And of course, we know he rose from the dead and he went away and he told his followers, Occupy until I come. He is going to come back in judgment. In a certain sense, the Jewish nation was judged in 70 AD, but there is a final day of judgment. You know, I'm going to talk about that next week. I, I don't want to go too far. Here's what I want you to understand Jesus came. The kingdom of God was preached, and people were forcefully entering into it. Jesus himself brought the kingdom. The kingdom was in Jesus. He had all the signs of the kingdom, healing, forgiveness of sin. All these things were occurring in Jesus. He was rejected. He was crucified, buried. He rose from the dead went to heaven, sent the Holy Spirit, sent His disciples and and followers to preach what? The kingdom, the kingdom message, forgiveness of sins and the kingdom. And we'll pick up there next week.